For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at I am here with Cody Mincy from the uh, in the Marlins organization. Cody, how's it going, bro? Not too bad, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. Like I said, before we get on here, I am on uh, COVID, like watch. I can't go to work for a week, uh, although the symptoms that I have were very minimal, um, and I don't even know if it is COVID, so I'm just kind of here at the house, just hanging out. But uh, yeah, man, it's just find thing, finding things to do to keep myself busy and uh, entertained, I guess. Um but how about you, man? Like you had your first season of affiliated ball. Like uh, how how was that kind of overall for you? It was good. It was a good experience. A little bit a little bit longer than normal. Um, because before, obviously, I would come in after I got done with um, teaching and coaching at the high school that I was working at at the time. Um, but it was it was a good experience. Got to meet a lot of good people and um, actually ended up winning a championship. So that was fun. Yeah, so let's get into that. So, how was the championship? Because that was with uh, was that with Double A or Triple A? That was with Triple A, right? No, that was that was with Double A. Double A. Okay. I went back down at the end. Okay. Uh, for the last little bit, and yeah, we ended up winning the whole thing. So, how was that experience then? Like, so I think you might be the first person I've talked to who's won like a a championship in the minor leagues and stuff like that. Like, uh, how was that whole experience? It was fun, man. It was obviously a lot of young guys, but you could obviously feel the the excitement in the room and uh just a fun experience and a, a fun thing to be a part of so when you get did you guys get rings and everything or no i have no clue how it works to be <laughs> honest with you. so like after you guys won the the championship and all that kind of stuff like did you guys get after it a little bit in the clubhouse um i mean there was a speech and we had a good time and yeah. celebrated okay who 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 maybe got like the wildest maybe someone who was just like all right no there. i can I actually, I actually got hit in the head. What? With the, with the champagne bottle by Yuri Perez, or not Yuri Perez. He didn't have one. It was it was some other guy. We were jumping in the middle, and I guess I'm obviously one of the shorter guys. Whenever it came down, it hit me in the head, and I had to get a butterfly across the the forehead. But Jeez. that was. I was kind of leaking blood in there for a little bit. Dang! But you know what? You won a championship, so at the end, it's like whatever. You know, it's just a battle yeah, scar. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just it, just kind of the icing on the cake. It's kind of funny to to think about now. Dang, that's crazy. Okay, so you you obviously got you had fun. Like you, everyone's enjoying the stuff. Yeah, like I said, like we we enjoyed it and obviously had a good time after. Yeah, everybody had a good time and and you got everybody. Went yeah, and you got a little scar just to kind of show off. Like you know, people can ask. Yeah, you, I've like, got hey. a little. I've got a little scar above the eye. Yeah, so now when you go out, people can be like. 
Yeah, it'd be like, so what What happened to your eye? And you're like, well, let me tell you, you know, I'm a champion, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah that's, that's how I explain it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You got to spin it that way. Um, so, and obviously, like, uh, the Marlins, I, I think I told you this before, like, uh, I've had a lot of Marlin guys on the podcast, um, being yeah. just kind of close to Beloit and um, just, I don't know, just kind of seen the, w- the way that it's kind of been. Um, you have some really good guys in double A and in triple A. Um, Troy Johnston, he's been on my pod. He's, um, I'm sure, um, uh, MD Johnson. And another one. Troy, Troy was actually my roommate in triple A. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Do you have any good uh, Troy stories? Something I can kind of, you know, make fun of wow. him about a little bit later. Just give me something, some dirt. Funny Troy story. You know, he's he's funny every day. I, you know, every every day with him is, is you, you know, you're getting a laugh and, you know, he's 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 going to be the guy that comes in and he's messing around the whole time. But, you know, he's getting his work in and he's a good, he's a good guy to have in the clubhouse. Um, so let's let's get into your story then. Um, so when did you start playing baseball and when did you realize, um, you know, maybe you can take this to the next level, either college, uh, independent ball, pro ball and that kind of stuff? Um, I was always pretty motivated to, you know, to try to to try to play professionally, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I decided after after whenever I went to South Carolina mm-hmm. and played college ball Um had a pretty good year my junior year. Thought that I was going to get drafted. It didn't really it didn't happen. And then I come back my senior year. Um, also went undrafted. So it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So after that, <clears throat> I guess I kind of went on this journey to to try to play affiliated ball. Um, started out going and playing independent baseball. Played that for a while. Um, played overseas a good bit. Mm-hmm. And then you know, did that all the way up till I was 29. And then I ended up getting signed by Miami. Yeah. And then, and he had know, a good year of, too. Obviously. I mean, you went from all the way to triple a back down to double a, you won the championship. You got a good scar to, to kind of sh- just to prove everything that had happened. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would count it as a, as a win. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, um, how you obviously we talked about, you went to, you know, D one, uh, South Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. So how was that, um, experience? Like maybe, um, playing for that school because obviously it's a good program um, a lot of good guys have come from that program and you put up good numbers while you were there as well like how was that experience playing in like that d1 environment it was fun because i came i came from a, a juco my i went to juco my first two years um so i went spartanburg methodist and then i transferred into south carolina we used to have like no more than 100 people at our junior college games <laughs> yeah now i was i was fortunate enough to go to the world series twice so we played in front of some fans there, but other than that, man, it was, it was you know, it was it was parents and, and girlfriends that were there. Okay. Um, and then got to South Carolina, and it was like at least five thousand yeah. every night, fans up to like I don't know how many it holds, but I mean, I would I would say I think around fifteen or something yeah. like that. No, for um, sure. So it was for me, it was a, a big change of pace. Yeah. It was fun. It was it was kind of unreal environment. So let, let's talk about JUCO because I love talking to guys who went the JUCO route because um, like you hear some incredible stories and like adventures even like just things that happen and experiences in the JUCO world. Um, you went to Spartan uh, Spartanburg Methodist and you guys went to the World Series a couple times. You mentioned um, like how good was your team? <clears throat> Man, we were we were pretty good. <laughs> I will say that my my freshman year. 
um, and my sophomore year, we were solid. <clears throat> um, excuse me. But um, I, I, I will say that I think that my, my, my freshman, my freshman year, that team would compete with a lot of teams throughout the country. Yeah. Division one. And cause a lot of those guys went division one or they got drafted. Um, so it was like, you know, they just, I guess they didn't have the grades and they didn't get picked up out of, out of high school or they decided to go the Juco route, whatever it may have been. You know, we had a lot of those guys that were drafted out of high school mm-hmm. and then they came there. What, what so, led you to go Juco? Cause you talked about some, some guys go there for various reasons. Some guys just want to play baseball and don't want to do the, the whole academic side. They just want to go one year, get drafted. And I've known guys who have done that. Um, like what was kind of your path to let that led you to Juco? To be honest with you, um, the only school that I was really talking to was College of Charleston. Okay. <clears throat> and I actually couldn't get in because I had only taken two Spanishes and you needed three to get in. Um, and then I started looking at it and I still had to go take the SAT and ACT again. And it was just like, I'm just going to go the JUCO yeah. route. Yeah. As bad as that is to say. No, no, it is, it's not, though. It's not, though, because, like I said, so many guys have done that where they're like. My, my brother went there, and I, I knew the coaches. Okay. Uh, I knew it was a smaller school. So, for me, it, it wasn't, no offense to College of Charleston at the time, but it wasn't where I thought that I, I would be going. I yeah. thought I'd be going to a, a little bit bigger school, and sure. that's kind of, that might be a little bit prideful to say. But um, I knew if I went to, to SMC, I could get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. A little stronger, um, work on a few things pitching, because um, I was real small whenever I was coming out of high school. Um, so I just kind of I looked at it like that, and it, it obviously led to me going to South Carolina. So it all worked out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like, like I said, like a lot of good guys go to JUCOs, and a lot of JUCOs could compete with like D one schools. And I'm sure, like you said, your you, your freshman team probably could have. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They got yeah. I, mean, to- I would say. Even, I would say Say that again. Sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, okay. What, what 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 were you saying? Can you hear me now? Um, I said my freshman and sophomore year, most definitely. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, did you do you have any like interesting or funny JUCO stories? Because I've talked to guys who've like um gotten DUIs and the coach made them run triangles for four straight hours or uh, running up like the mountains like after every uh workout and stuff like that like do you have any interesting like funny juco stories that just wouldn't fly at a d1 school oh man um no that stuff really like it nothing really got by with our the coach that i had there with either the pitching coach or the the manager was he pretty, they were, um, pretty strict yeah, they were they were really strict so um like I said, there were, they didn't really, they, you didn't, you couldn't really cut any corners there. Yeah. It was like, it, I felt like I was kind of at boot camp sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's how it is sometimes. Like, do they have any crazy workouts or were you like, oh my goodness, like I'm about, like, like I remember when, I remember when I first got there, um, it was, it was in the upper part of South Carolina. So it's not crazy cold, but it, I mean, it, it's, it gets a little, a little cold. And it was, I remember it was like, it was either raining or, the way I picture is it was like it was it was sleeting or something. Yeah. I don't think it was, but it was it was raining. I know that it was raining. And we were running we were doing some kind of stupid workout. No offense, but like 
he had a sprinting from foul pole to foul pole. While we were doing that, the other person, the other, the other set of pitchers, there were two groups, were like running hills or doing like hill climbers or. And then he had a switch. Yes, like it was some, some kind of circuit. And I, I just remember, I remember I was doing this. I was doing something like some hill climbers or running the hills. And I went to like, th- to like, I was throwing up and, and I was, I thought that I like, honestly, like I can sit here for a second, like, let me get it out and then yeah. I'll run. And he was like, you better, you better get it moving. Man. So, like, <laughs> so I'm like running as this is like my freshman, freshman year. So it's the first time I've ever been pushed like that. I'm running and like, just, just letting it out as yeah. I'm going. Jeez. But I mean, other than that, um, and like like I said, it's it's crazy how Juke because you couldn't probably get away with that in a D one school. Like the coaches there probably couldn't get. Like, have you ever did you, ever, did you when you went to uh, Carolina or South Carolina and you were there? Would you ever hear any of these guys complaining about workouts? And you're like, dude, you don't know what we did when we were in uh, in, in JUCO. There's nothing to complain, complain about here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that we did anything that was against the rules, to be honest with you. But it was very. I mean, it was every day. Like yeah. we were doing something. Like it, it and it wasn't. I'm not gonna say it was breaking the rules by any means, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. No, I get like that. I, there was I just it. they just. It was a lot more intense. Yes, and, <laughs> and and you didn't. You like I said, you couldn't cut corners at this place. Yeah. So basically, like a boot camp for you for a baseball boot camp. I, I, like I said, I felt like I was at <laughs> baseball boot camp. Dang. And you said you wanted to get stronger and bigger going there. Like, did that. Boot camp. I wouldn't, like say in, it was, I wouldn't say it was baseball boot camp. Like I said, it was just a lot more. It's year round. Yeah. To go from from being in high school to then doing that. Mm-hmm. Now again, now that I'm older, it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, at that age and stuff, I felt like I felt like it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like it's all about perspective sometimes. Yeah. No, most definitely. I mean, if I wasn't in study hall or in class, I was running or I was doing something with baseball, chasing foul balls or something and again i went to south carolina and it was the same thing yeah but um we didn't do as as much running at south carolina and it was the the workouts weren't as intense yeah i will say dang that's crazy um so um question for you though so you mentioned that you didn't get drafted um out of your junior after your junior or senior year um obviously that's that could be mentally like hard for you um like how would what would your advice be maybe for those who have or who are going through maybe that specific struggle or like even similar struggles and how, how did you stay mentally strong? I think it all just comes down to how bad you really want it to be honest with you. You gotta, you have to ask yourself that, um, you know, if, if it's something that you're, that you really want to want to do like anything else and you go after it, I think then, then regardless, that's not a bad decision. Um, but again, at the end of the day, you have to you have to ask yourself how much you want it, and then you start there, and if and if and then, that's when you take the next step. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, for sure. And that next step for you was um, in, in, independent ball, and you travel well, like what, whatever I had to do to yeah. to get someone to see me. And obviously, my college ball experience is up. Um, you you, you don't want to go pitching a men's league because that's no offense. It's just you don't get picked up out of there. So the next best option is to go play in these indie indie leagues that are all over the country. And then obviously the next thing would be to go play winter ball. Um, 
because you know if you can go play in the Dominican or Venezuela or Mexico, you can probably play affiliated ball. You know if if you're in that that age mm-hmm. where they're looking for guys. Yeah, no, for sure. But for me, it was go to these independent league tryouts. I went to one, um, ended up signing with the Windy City Thunderbolts. Well, actually, they they invited me to spring training and released me the first year. Oh. And then I went back home <laughs> and I worked. Yeah. Um, and obviously did baseball stuff and came back the next year and went to a, a little draft and they picked me up again. Nice. And then they released me a month and a half later. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's like rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, is whenever I went through it, this, this tryout and I pitched <laughs> terrible. And I went, I left right after the thing. I was like, I'm not getting picked up. I'm done. Yeah. So I went back to my hotel, I packed my car up. I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm literally texting somebody that I'm leaving. <clears throat> and I get a call and it's my buddy. And he's like, Hey, you just got picked. Oh, nice. And I got picked by who? What, what idiot took me? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of what I was thinking. And, um, and they were like the Windy City Thunderbolts. And I'm like, you gotta be, uh, I mean, honestly, my first thought was like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, obviously grateful for the opportunity now looking back on the situation, but you know, I went to spring training with this guy, you know, a year prior to this and I got canned the last day of spring training. Um, so I drive back up to the stadium, I'm sitting with him and he's like, look, I want you to throw submarine hmm. down under however he said it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, okay, I can, I can do that for you. He was like, but the whole time. Have you ever done that before or no? I mean, I dabbled with it. Like yeah. my brother did it, you know, full time. And then, you know, I would kind of, I could do it. Um, but I, I wasn't going to be able to, no offense. I didn't think I could make a career out of that at yeah. the time. Um, so for me, I, anyway, I, I said yes. And I actually pitched pretty well for, for like a month. Yeah. And then I had, I think I had like one bad outing where I walked the house and a guy come and cashed in my runs. My fault, obviously, but, you know, just didn't help, help the situation. Obviously all three runs cashed in. And then I had another outing where I gave up like two runs and I got, we got back that night after like being on the road for two weeks. Canned. Jeez. So, um, after that, I got a call the next morning, and it was another independent team in the same league. And they ended up signing me, and they were coming to Chicago where I was at. <clears throat> so I ended up signing with them and obviously finished out that year with them. That's crazy. So, like, your whole career has been a lot of, like, ups and downs. Um... <laughs> Punch, punched in the face. Punched in the a face. A little, little bit of light. Punched in the face. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, but that's, I mean, honestly, I really didn't think of the, the first time I got released, you know, I went home, no one else signed me. So it was like, okay, I'll give this thing one more try. I went back to the tryout. I got picked up Well, then When I got released, I was planning on going home. I was, I was, I was over it, but then I got signed the next day. So I really didn't have time to think about it. <clears throat> and then it was like, Whenever they told me that 
River City. They said, hey, we're coming to Chicago. Just stay there. We'll give you a, a uniform, and you're going to pitch against your old team. <laughs> Did you shove against and them? I was or like, what? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, puts me in a game that's like 8-2. to two. And I was like, look, Steve, I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing from down under. I'm throwing over the top. And he was like, cool, man. Do whatever, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. He was like, you're going to be my closer. And I was like, <laughs> perfect, dude. Like, you just, he just gave me some confidence. Yeah. Which at the time is what I needed. And man, I went out there and I was like 92 to 94 and touched the five. Dang. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Do you think your, uh, and, your team uh, at the other side was looking like, we, we, we gave up this guy for. <laughs> yeah. And they were all like, told you, you should have let Mincy throw from up top or whatever yeah. it may have been. Yeah. Obviously, um, I heard that the guy was happy for me. Um, <laughs> I guess that's but I went on to bonus. I went on to pitch against him for two years, and and I think I blew maybe one save in that league. So I, I got my revenge back. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm grateful for for him. For some reason, signing me again, because um, I didn't pitch. Like I said, I didn't pitch well at the the tryout. So it was like I was I was grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, and you mentioned that you played um, in, like, winter ball and stuff, and you played, I believe, like, Colombia, Mexico, Australia, maybe the Dominican, even? Or no? The Dominican? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, of all those places, like, I mean, just taking a step back, like, how cool is it that, like, baseball has given you that opportunity just to visit, like, all these, like, awesome countries and just get that experience to be playing, like, abroad and going places that not you know not everybody gets to go to these different places and stuff and enjoying like the different cultures i mean the older i get the more i appreciate um where i've i've got to meet people from all over the world and obviously learn different cultures and obviously have a bunch of different experiences and and i've been fortunate enough to to play you know pretty much in all the winter ball places that you would i mean other than like two two places that I don't think I've been, um, but it's been fun. Like I said, I, I don't I don't think I've went one place where I can say something that's this. You know, obviously you have pros and cons of everywhere, um, but it's they they've all been a, a great experience and met a lot of great people along the way. So it's, it's been it's been fun. What has been your favorite place to play? I mean, of all the places that you've gone, I don't think I can really pick one. Um, Cause I, I love Latin America and I, and I love Australia. Um, they're, they're both two different worlds. Obviously you have pros and cons of both. <clears throat> like I'm about to go to Australia and I'm going to be flying for 20 something hours, which, which is brutal. Um, but then there's a lot of great things in Australia. And then, you know, you have Latin America, obviously there's a little bit of a language barrier. I can speak a little bit of Spanish, but not, not, not enough to, to be out on my own and, and to, to, to do everything. Um, but you know, I don't think that I, yeah, I don't think I can pick one. They're, they're all great. Like they all have, they're all, they're all great in their own way. If that makes sense. No, that's no, for sure. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Um, obviously I like I'm Puerto Rican myself. My dad was born in Puerto Rico. I don't think you played there, but See, that's mean... the only place that's there in Panama. I haven't been yet. Okay. Um, and those are two places that I would like to go before I retire. And I almost I almost signed to go to Puerto Rico this year, but it kinda it was kinda wishy washy and back and forth. So. Gotcha.
No worries. So of all the places that you've been to, like, was there any food that you've tried where you're like, dude, what am I even eating? Like, like, what is this? I'm never yeah. eating this again. Um, I'm not going to say I'd never eat it again, but I have two stories that are kind of funny. One, I was, I was in Mexico. This is right. The, the year that I got signed, I went to Mexico for the, the summer league, the LMB. And I was there for, I don't, I don't know how long, like a month or so, a little over a month. And we had the same thing every day. Like we were in this, this little resort on the top of these hills in Mexico, in, in Mexico. Um, I can't even remember the name of the city, but, um, and it was like beans, rice, pork, and, and we'd have chicken sometimes. And then every now and then you'd have steak like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, they come out one day and it looked like they had green beans and I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'm digging in and I get a mouthful and my buddies look at me, the other Americans. And I, I, I have my mouth shut and I asked them, like, what is this? And they told me it's cactus. Oh, and, I was yeah. like, and, and again, it's, it's not terrible, but it, it, it wasn't by any means a, a green bean. No. <laughs> um, that's, that, that's, it's not that funny, but if you. No, if no, you been, I get that. Um, but like, I, I personally have had cactus and I don't like it. I, I don't. Terrible. My mom <laughs> yeah. told me she had it the other day, and I, I asked her how she liked it, and she said it wasn't that bad. No, dude, it's it's not good at all. It's brutal. <laughs> but, like, Mexicans and, like, Latin Americans, they love it. They'll eat their, like, cactuses and, like, uh, like banana, fried bananas, like, plantains. I don't See, eat, I can eat plantain. I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. I can't. I cannot get on board with, with the cactus. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, And then in Venezuela one time, uh, we woke up one one morning, and I didn't I didn't eat breakfast or something. We got on the road and we drove for like six hours, five hours, whatever it was. And we went to this restaurant and it was kind of like one of the restaurants where you have the green and the red tag. And if you have the green, they bring you meat, a bunch of meat. It's like a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sitting there, I'm starving. So I've, I've got green. They come over and it looks like like a, a pork tenderloin. Yeah. But they, I'm the only one that gets some, I think. Or actually, the, some of the other guys might have got some. So like they put it on the plate, and as soon as they put it on the plate, I start eating it. And before I can even notice, like I've already eaten like I think like two pieces. Yeah. I look up and they're like, you know, do you they ask me if I like it? I'm like, yeah, it's good. And they said, So you like iguana? What? I, like, I, like, I guess. I guess. No. Iguana's not that bad. <laughs> See, I uh, think I think it's because if they had told you prior to that, like, I think if you eat something, you're like, that's oh, not that bad. And they tell you what it is. It's like, okay, I can kind of get that. But if someone told you, Hey, try iguana. Like, I mean, for me, at least I'd be like, yeah, I, I might've, I might've been out on it. If yeah. Told me to try so iguana. I'm going to, I'm going to pass yeah. it on, the, on the iguana. Yeah. What did it taste like? Honestly, it tastes kind of like chicken. <laughs> as, as bad as that is. Yeah. It, it, it like, and, Maybe at the time I was so hungry, like, don't you, get me wrong, like, I ate those two pieces, and then the other piece I kind of pushed it to the side. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, once you figured it, it out, like, like, honestly, in all those places over there, it's, it's kind of, you have to be careful. Yeah. You really do, because you don't really know all the time. You might be getting, you know, a chicken. You yeah. might be getting a chicken, but it's like, what part of that chicken are you actually getting? That's exactly right, man. You got to, you know what I mean? Like, and again, maybe, maybe it's just me being cautious. Yeah. I mean, I've had food poisoning before. I've, I mean, 
I've gotten sick in Latin America before from eating. But, I mean, I'm kind of kind of skeptical sometimes. It depends where I'm at. And I don't blame Venezuela, you. Well, I, I was skeptical. Yeah. What about, like, uh, in Australia? Um, like, I've never been there, but Australia has always, like, fascinated me. And maybe just, like, the kangaroos and the fact that, like, they're so huge and they're jacked. And they're, I feel like they're everywhere, like, in the pictures and stuff like that. Um, like, how was your experience in Australia? Unreal. I, I love Australia. It's, Did you see um, any kangaroos? Yes, a ton. Um, you know, for a while when I got there, I didn't see any. And then we, we we were coming back from somewhere. We had just got off a plane, and we were taking a bus back to the stadium um, to get our cars. And I look out in the field, and there's a ton of them. And they're just they're just everywhere. And you know how you see on, on the TV shows or the movies where they're just they're jacked? Yeah. They, there's some of them that look like that. And then we actually went to a zoo or like some kind of wildlife um, exhibit that they have. And they had some kangaroos there. They weren't really big ones, but um, the ones I saw out in the field, they were they were yeah about our size probably. Yeah, I, I always – I guess maybe just like in the pictures and stuff, you think they're small, but like they're huge. And I've never seen yeah. one personally, but like I've seen the videos and stuff like those are some big animals. Yeah, they're they're – they're big. Yeah, and they're jacked they're too. Grown, the, the grown ones, yeah. Jeez. It's just like you would imagine. Yeah, I would have ran away. I would have been like, nah, not today. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I wish that would have slowed the car down so I could see because there, there was a ton. That's fair. Um, but I got to see a koala while I was there and a bunch of other stuff. So it was, it was cool. That's so sad. I enjoyed it. Maybe this, maybe this go around, um, you'll get to, you know. I'll do a lot more this time than I did last time. Yeah. Um, last time that I got there, I'll be honest with you. I was so, I was so gung ho on trying to get signed and uh, I was just, I was locked in. Focused. Like I didn't really do anything other than like wake up in the morning. I'd cook my breakfast. I'd go to the field, work out, do all my throwing stuff. And then I would, you know, we'd do our game and I'd go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't do much. Um, this time I plan to do, to do a little bit more. Um, and enjoy and enjoy the experience a little bit more. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Do you think this is gonna be the first time, like, oh, considering all the places you've gone, to be able to just really sit back and enjoy it now that you kind of been picked up by affiliated uh, baseball team and um, you don't have to really focus as much as like I need to get signed by a team, but now you can focus on just like enjoying yourself, living in the moment, and maybe just um, bettering yourself as a baseball player. I think most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've had to pr- I've pressed for so long to, obviously, you know, I've, I've done my other job and it has. I mean, I've I've kept it. You know, it's been my first priority, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, you know, but whenever I was playing in Latin America and and Australia before, it was like every every little thing mattered. Yeah. Um, and again, everything still matters now, but um, I'm also at a point now to where. I'm just trying to work on a few things. Like I'm, I don't, I don't really need to worry about getting, getting picked up by a team right now. unless obviously something happens with Miami down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to go focus on the few, the few goals that I have in mind or that, that I've that, you know, that, that I dealt with this year that can help me be a better pitcher next year and kind of enjoy my time there. And um, there's not so much of an emphasis on, on like contacting people and, and all the other stuff. Cause you know, mm-hmm. before I was kind of acting as my own agent, like I was sure. still reaching out to people and putting together film and, 
you know, after, after an outing, I'd go, I'd have to go get the film and, and cut it and, or not cut it, but yeah, kind of shrink it and send it, send it out to people. Um, so, you know, now I think I can do a little bit more and obviously still, I'm still competing. I'm still there to Mm -hmm. win. Um, but enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about the minors. I mean, you've obviously uh, had your first uh, full season and like affiliated ball and stuff like that. You were double A, triple A. Um, how was that experience um, in playing in affiliated ball in the minor leagues? Obviously, some of these towns are small. You're lucky you avoided Beloit, which is probably one of the. Worst. No, I was in Beloit. Oh, last were year. you in Beloit? Oh, oh, because you did you start last year or this I, year? Yeah, so I was. I got signed last year. Ah, yeah. okay. I got signed last year. I can't remember what month it was. It was. I went to Mexico, was down in Mexico for like a month, left Mexico, went to Indy Ball for like a month, and then Miami signed me from from the Kansas City Monarchs and the American Association. Okay. So you did get so to play Beloit. Went, yeah, I went to Beloit for for a little while. Um, How was that experience? It actually wasn't that bad when we moved to the new field. But, yeah. But the old field, I was there for like a week or two, and it was brutal. Yeah. I felt like I was playing – that was worse than than indie ball indie ball fields that I played at. Yeah. I mean, I played a lot of really nice indie ball teams or fields too, but that was like I feel like I was in Mexico, like and and spring training. Yeah, dude. Like I've heard, I ask people like, "Oh, so what's the worst city you've ever been to, or the worst field you ever played at?" And like a hundred percent, it's Beloit, Wisconsin. Beloit and uh, nice. another one in America, High A um, Central. I can't think of what it's, what it is right now, but Beloit is one of the top teams mentioned and the new stadium is nice i've been to the new stadium it's beautiful yeah so when like we moved stadium to the was... new stadium i actually lived in the lofts that were right across the street okay um, i was it was a little expensive but it was a nice it was a nice living situation i could walk to the stadium there was a downtown area uh with food so it was it was good for me it was a nice little setup um but obviously you like to to move up too yeah so that also another part of it no for sure um so you've been to a high a double a and triple a um what was the hardest jump was it from like going to double a or going to triple a i would say high to double a i would say because i mean there's a jump from from double a to triple a but the jump from high to double a is you know if you if you make mistakes in double a they're gonna get hit a lot of the times Hmm. um high if you have good stuff still hard you have good spin rate whatever it may be you can still beat some of those guys. Um, whereas when you get to double A, you can go out there and one inning and give up a, a six spot and take five minutes. Like this. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It, it happens quick. And it, again, it's like that in triple A, but um, the guys in double A are eager to get to, to keep moving. You yeah. know what I mean? A yeah. lot of those guys in triple A are back and forth from the big leagues. That's true. Or, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Or, or they, they're, they've been in the big leagues, whatever it may be. Um, because I think there were only a few guys in AAA when I got there that had been there all year on the pitching staff mm-hmm. that hadn't moved up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And like I've had guys on on the AAA team who've been on the podcast. Um, Brian Hoeing has been on. Um, Troy Johnson. Well, yeah. he's, he's AAA. Like double if you if you if you um if the infielders don't charge a ball sometimes, for example, just for example, yeah. Guys are guys are. I mean, it's hard nineties a lot of the times. If they if they run, you know what I mean. Balls. I mean, like you see Nassim Nunez. Like, if you give that kid the slightest chance, he's gonna he's gonna turn a single into a triple. How and how nasty is that kid? Like he's unreal. 
un unreal. A hundred across the infield, hits from both sides, patient at the plate. Like he's yeah. got a good eye. Um, you know, he's not there to hit for power. He knows his role. Yeah. Uh, he's going to hit doubles down the line. I mean, I watched him play. I didn't watch him play for that long. Um, but when I got back down from AAA and watched him, I was impressed. He's yeah. good. He's uh, really good. Yeah. And like I said, the, the Marlins got some talent. Like, I mean, the, the, the big, the big club, I mean, the, the record wasn't what you want it to be, but like, there's a lot of talent in that, in that farm system. So, I yeah. mean, there's, there's a lot of positives there's, to look at. There's a ton. And like, the one thing I like about it, to go back to Nas, the one thing I like about him is too, is like the kid, he works hard. Mm -hmm. Like every day in bullpens, if someone's throwing, he's standing in there, he's going to watch, he's going to watch a few pitches. Um, and he's, you'll watch him. He's either, he'll let you know if it's a strike or a ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what he's in there trying. He's trying to get better just like we are. That's awesome. Um, yeah. so was there any city that you went to in your, your three different levels where you just kind of look around and you're like, where am I? I mean, like I said, a lot of people say Beloit, but you, you've already played there, but other than Beloit, like what is one city you get off the bus, you look around and you're like, why am I even here? There were a few places in double A. I'm trying to think. I want to say it was like that with the Mississippi Braves. Okay. And then definitely not Biloxi because they had the casino. Yeah. Um, man, not the White Sox, not the Angels. Double A wasn't that bad. Now there were some places whenever I was in high that we would go that it was like you you can't even get uh you can't get anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and I will say one place that we, when we played against the Cubs, you can't get you can't get an Uber there. Is that Iowa? No, that is um in Tennessee somewhere. Okay. Co Kodak, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you basically you eat from the Taco Bell, the McDonald's, and the Golden Corral. The Golden Corral. It's a classic. Or something like that, whatever yeah. it is. No, this is Golden Corral, yep. And, and unless you order pizza. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, again, I'm used to it. Because like in indie ball, I played it. I've played it some some pretty hole-in-the-wall places. <laughs> you would say indie um, ball kind of prepared you for the minors. Oh, yeah. Like, again, don't get me wrong. Like, when I got there, I started to, I guess you would say, I appreciated it the whole time yeah but then i started to get comfortable and i started to notice like oh we're, you know we could be there or yeah. you know we could be there and then i look back and I'm like i look here now and i'm like well, grateful where, where they put us in the first place yeah um but again that's how it is everywhere yeah no for sure um so let's let's talk about um meraki gloves um obviously that's the company you and a couple others have like it founded um like what went into like the found, founding of that, or like the start of that, like what got you into the idea of, you know, starting a glove company? Um, so I remember whenever I was playing indie ball, I think this was, this, this, it was, I was playing for the Long Island Ducks. And I remember a buddy of mine ordered a glove and I was like, you know, this isn't that bad. And I remember it was like $250. I'm not going to say what glove brand it was. Um, but I got it and I was just, I was, I thought it should have been better. Mm -hmm. For like the so, price you mean? No, just the overall, the okay. quality, um, not the price. Two fifty wasn't bad. I no, mean, but, I thought that was but for fair. the price, you think you thought it should have been a better yeah, product. Yeah, I thought the I thought the glove could have been better. Sure. I thought that like the overall glove looked very cheap, um, and then like a few months passed, and you know I always talk with another buddy, um, named Pedro Beato, and he was talking about starting a glove business all the time. He played in Asia, played in the big mm -hmm. leagues. I didn't really think anything of it. Didn't think anything would come from it. Well, he called me probably 
a few three months after the season and he said i found someone to make gloves oh nice and i'm like okay well let's let's give it a try whatever i'll i'll, I'll dabble with it yeah and we did it and i think we we bought a few a few from one place and they were terrible bought a few from another place terrible and then we finally found a person and i can't remember how many people we went through but we finally finally found a person when they got in i was like wow this is this is actually nice. Yeah. I can, I can use this. So then I was thinking, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'll just make them for myself for now. See what we have. I'll use them for like a year. See how they, yeah. how they, um, how we develop with them. Um, and then a year went by and the glove kept its hold and it was good. Yeah. Um, I actually still use that same glove today. And then I did a bunch of research and started doing stuff and kind of, put some stuff together and then um, basically had a whole business plan together and I had it. I just wasn't really pushing it. And this year I got with Miami or not got with Miami this year, but this year spring training. Mm -hmm. um, Tyler Mitchell was my roommate and good guy. Obviously great guy. Mm -hmm. He knew it. He knew about the glove company because last year I would use them and he was like, Mincy, so what's the deal with it? I was like, you know, I got it right here. I showed him. He was like, well, let me like, let's get it moving. I was like, all right, well, I mean, like, I don't really have to do much. I just hadn't, hadn't had time to do it because um, I was playing in the Dominican and then playing in Venezuela. Um, and then I went straight to spring training early. So anyway, me and Mitchell got there and like we pretty much knocked out a bunch of it while we were there. And then basically throughout this whole year, me, Mitchell, and then another guy named Doc, um, you know, Doc. Yeah. Um, they just took interest in it and obviously great, great humans. Um, mm -hmm. Both have been on the pod, friends of the pod exactly and we've been um we've been working on it ever since and kind of throughout the the time you know we were bringing gloves to the clubhouse and asking people for their opinions and trying to obviously make it the best glove possible um but if it wasn't feasible then we were going to kind of just back out mm -hmm. um but obviously everything worked out and we got it to where we are now and um things are going pretty good that's awesome. And like you mentioned, like you had a couple guys with you. Are those two pretty much like the three of you kind of the. I mean, there's a few other guys that are here and there and they kind of help. Um, yeah. Matthew Chavarria is a guy that um, he originally kind of helped me start, you know, the whole business plan whenever I was doing this. And then, you know, there's a few other guys that trickle in and out and kind of help me do, you know, stuff on the side and, you know, just send people to me or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, that was the thing about the Marlins. They were a lot of those guys were. Um, real supportive yeah. um obviously they they had glove deals so you know they they were obviously paying out of their pocket and um if it wasn't if it wasn't something good then i, I wouldn't have brought it in the clubhouse because yeah. i would you know how a clubhouse can be like yeah. you, you're gonna get heckled yeah yeah yeah. you don't want to be that but, that guy bringing in some poor I mean, quality and gloves ever i mean every day i'd walk in the clubhouse somebody would say mincy where's my glove yeah mincy where's my glove just obviously there's like at one one time, I had like ten people in there that, that had gloves. That's awesome. So it was their way to kind of to poke the bear. Yeah, no, so for sure. So, what's your like overall goal for the company? Like, I mean, where do you want to see it go? Is it because I see you guys do a lot of customization, which is pretty sweet. I feel like it's because you see like um, it can really bring your personality into like because um, you can't really do so much. I mean, I guess now some custom cleats and stuff, but like having a custom glove can kind of allow you to bring a little bit of your personality into the game. Um, well. Um, I think the end goal is to give you, to give you a customizable option mm -hmm. that is affordable. 
um, and to get it to you at a, de- a decent time. Yeah. Because now if you look at, you know, since COVID, um, to get a glove in. Everything's slow. You know, it, take every, it takes forever. Um, you know, I know I, there, there's one guy in the spring training. Um, he ordered a glove from his, his agent. You know, they sent in a, a right-handed glove. He's a lefty. <laughs> he sent it back. They sent him back the same gloves Jeez. right-handed. So he sends it back. He didn't get his gloves to the end of the year. Dang. We're in, that's eight months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's eight months. I could have, I mean, I could have sent him four shipments. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like the end goal, I, I guess you would say is um, to be able, like I said, to, to, to build a company to where gloves are affordable yeah. and customizable so you can express yourself. Um, but to also get to a point to where we can give some of this money back to, to build up, um, these public baseball fields or, or to give back to, you know, Latin America, whatever it may be to a nonprofit, um, to try to find a way to give back, um, you know, to the baseball world or whatever in that, in that manner. Yeah, that's sick. And like I said, you guys have put out some really cool merch and stuff. I need to get, I'm, I, I always go on there to look and stuff and like, like the, the sweater or the hoodie, something I was kind of like, Oh, that's kind of clean. I like that. Yeah. We're, we're again, the, 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 the designs and stuff that's, it's not too elaborate, but we're, we're getting there. We're working and um, I'm trying to find somebody to do some of this stuff. Um, that are, that's a little bit more creative yeah. than me. Um, but there's more to come. Uh, we're just having fun with it right now. We're trying to take it slow and yeah. not trying to do too much. So I love that, man. I love that. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, bro. Like, I mean, I appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, your your life's about to get a little bit more hectic going to uh, Australia and uh, hey, leave playing... Tuesday. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. And then how long are you there for? Like a month or is it two months? Um, I think I'm, I'm there to like December the 15th or 16th and right. I'm going to fly back for Christmas and then I'll have to be back after Christmas at some point, probably the, the, the next day. Oh, wow. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll play until the end of the season is January 22nd. Mm-hmm. I anticipate us being in the playoffs, um, whatever that may be. Um, Just watch out for bottles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to stay clear of, of the circle this time. I got a little bit too far in. Yeah. In, in the in the circle but I, I think i've learned my lesson i've never been hit with a bottle before in my life and it did not feel good so i'll stay on, i'll stay on the outskirts and yeah. kind of cheer there you go i respect that well, but i appreciate hey. you having me on it was it was fun and um maybe do it again down the road yeah no for sure and like you'll have to do it uh try to get, do it in person or something i feel like um uh, i feel like i want my goal was to go to either florida or arizona for spring training um, and try to get, you know, talk to some of the guys I've had on the pod. Like I said, I've had a lot of guys from uh, the Marlins. Obviously, you guys play in Florida. Um, Listen, I, Jupiter is the spot to be. It may be a little pricey, yeah, but Jupiter's beautiful. There's a lot to do. You have the beaches right there. Um, you obviously have the Cardinals and the Marlins that are right mm-hmm. there beside each other. Um, a bunch of spring training facilities are all right there. Okay. Uh, within, I guess, two hours, I would say. Yeah, like my goal was to go there, just do a bunch of interviews in person. Um, I like doing Zoom, but like I'd rather just have a more personal conversation, you know. Yeah, like it's sure. so much easier in person. Um, just try to put out some more baseball content. Like just do a couple. Well, if of you things. if you do that, you let me know whenever you book your flight, and I'll have you a glove ready when For you sure. get to spring training. There you go. Okay. Okay. You gotta, now you, but you got to give me like you got to give me five weeks. 
to get okay. the glove order. Yeah. And I'll have you a glove ready when you get to, to the Marlin spring training. Okay. Um, you can figure something out. Yeah. Just let me know. Obviously, if, if, if it's for a good cause, then yeah. we don't, we definitely don't mind supporting that at all. No, for sure. I appreciate that. And again, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Like I've talked to doc, I've talked to, um, Minsel, Tyler Minsel. Um, yeah. I had him on like, you know, a lot of good guys. So like, I mean, appreciate all you guys coming on and like, you know, helping uh, me out. And like, you know, like I love getting the story of different players out, out there and just, you know, trying to show more personal side to baseball players that you don't really see all the time. So like, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I enjoy following you and I appreciate all the stories. And yeah. Especially from the get, like you, you learn something new about some of the guys that, that, uh, that are on your team that you might not even own. Yeah, it's it's the way it is. Like I and like I love it. So like I mean, if you ever have any guys you think you might want to be on the pod, let me know, bro, and like I'll reach and reach out to them, or I'll reach out to them, and like, I'll get them on. For sure. All right, brother. All right, you have a great great uh, rest of your day. Enjoy your flight. Enjoy Australia, and I'll see you around. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, you got it, bud. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.